and welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships and life itself. It's been hot, hot, hot pretty much throughout the country. In recent weeks, from coast to coast, the summer has returned and so we are inviting you to stay cool with or without ice. From foods to drinks to whatever else one could do to not overheat, this is the show for you. Stay cool with or without ice today on an organic conversation. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg. Mark Mulcahy. And Sita Rani Palmar. Well, yes, hot summer, Mark, and you live in one of the hottest areas around where we live. You live up in Sonoma County. What's it like? It's, well, it's been... I actually, I actually like it. I don't go out into it, you know, during the midday, but I actually love it. And then it's, a, of course, it's a great excuse for me to get my my butt into the creek and uh, <laughs> and just lay there and have those little fish nibble all over my toes and my legs and that type of thing. It's uh, completely amazing. You actually have a little creek run through your property. I right? have a year-round creek that runs through the property, and even though we haven't had a lot of rain, it's still it's still moving. This you know, right this time this year. So it's yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. Nice. Helga, I know you spent some time floating in a creek this past weekend too. I did? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Russian River? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's more than a creek. Yeah. yeah a little just a little. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I actually waters for me is is the thing to do. I remember many summers in Germany where I grew up where really all we did was um, kind of deal with water, play with water. I'll get into that later a little more. But um, yes, water is the thing. But if you don't have a creek nearby, Sita, how was your? Oh, you live, you, you grew up next to water too. Uh, well, yeah, I grew up in Michigan and we used to take a lot of trips up to the lakes, which is a phenomenal way to spend your summers when you're little and growing up. But um, before I came to San Francisco, I came from New York where I, mean, I guess you're surrounded by water, but nobody gets in yeah, the Hudson brutal, or the East River. Brutal summers. But yeah, brutal summers. There's something that's called the urban heat island effect because the buildings just trap all of the heat and the humidity. And oh my goodness, it's it's kind of like for me, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. I become a different person and you just don't want to be around me when it's that hot. So it's really important, actually, coming to our topic for today, it's really important to learn what you can do to Chill yourself out, literally yes. and metaphorically. If you don't have a creek, if you don't have a river or a lake, what is there to do? And there's a there's a whole world to do that one can do, from food to drinks to all kind of practices, best practices. So, yeah, that's the show for you. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And today we are talking about how to stay cool in the midst of this beautiful, balmy summer. You can use produce, you can use the right drinks, and so, so much more. Stay cool with or without ice, that and more when we come back. Stay tuned. Tú con Dios hablar, pregúntale si yo alguna vez te he dejado de adorar. Y el mar, espejo de mi corazón, las veces que me ha visto llorar, la perfidia de tu Te he buscado donde quiera que yo voy 
te puedo hallar ¿Para qué quiero tus besos si tus labios no me quieren y a besar? And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Our topic today is stay cool with or without ice. In this hour, we are talking amongst ourselves quite a bit and dipping into our vast knowledge of the world of produce, other foods, drinks, and so much more to help you make this summer the most enjoyable ever. There is, in fact, a tried and true list of things to do and things not to do that may contribute if you're loving the heat or if it takes the best out of you. Stay cool with or without ice. Our topic today, prepare for a show as cool as a light early morning ocean breeze. But before we dive into that ocean breeze, <laughs> here's our weekly tip from the world of health and beauty. Here is Chef Sita and her holistic bite. Thank you, Helga. Well, if you frequently listen to my holistic bite, you might know that I'm pretty enthusiastic when it comes to products and ingredients that help your healthy lifestyle. And I talk a lot about specific products and ingredients that you may want to or may not want to incorporate into your life. But in actuality, I like to keep it really simple. I like to purchase a few things and use them for many things. And today I want to give you a tour of which oils I keep in my cabinets, both my kitchen cabinets and my bath cabinets. And when it comes to the to the kitchen in particular, it's easy to get fancy with the oils that you hold on to because there are an unlimited number of flavored oils and infused oils. But I think that it's it's so easy to make your own herb or chili oil, for example. Instead of cluttering your cabinets with a different one for each, just stick with two really fantastic olive oils. You want one that's got a really mild flavor so that you can use it to make these great infused olive oils. And then you want one that maybe has a much grassier taste to it. And those are usually your stone crush, first pressed, unpasteurized. And those are the kind that you don't want to heat. You'll use that more as a finishing oil and use it for your salad dressings, whereas the mild one you may be able to cook with. The other oils that I like to keep in my kitchen are coconut oil. We had a great show on coconut back in April, just a few months back, um, episode 206 if you're checking on our on our website. And coconut oil is really fantastic for baked goods. You can put it in your smoothies and your oatmeal. I also really like it for Indian food because it adds a really traditional and somewhat exotic flavor. And then other than that, I keep a sesame oil because there's something that is so distinctive about that sesame flavor that you cannot replicate with anything else. It's great for your Asian cooking. It's great for salad dressings. And then the other statement oil is truffle oil. There's nothing else like it. And that is a finishing oil as well. So with those five basics, I can get just about everything that I want out of flavor in my kitchen. And, you know, I don't do a lot of frying. And if I did, and, there, and you know, I think that there's room in your life to have a little bit of fried food. I just tend to not do it because I'm a little bit afraid of hot oil. But if you do want to fry, the other oil you might want to put in your cabinet is something that's a high temperature, high heat stable oil like avocado, almond oil, or an organic grapeseed oil. 
So switching gears and moving into the bath cabinet, there are oils that are fantastic for beauty and for aromatherapy. And the two base oils that I keep in my bath cabinet are either a coconut oil or an almond oil. And then I have an array of organic essential oils. And the coconut and the almond are great base oils that you can use as a hair serum to get a really great shine. You can use it as a really smooth and soothing uh, shave oil. You can also use it as a moisturizer, and you can use it as a carrier oil for some of the essential oils if you want to make a healing salve. And I use the essential oils to infuse that master oil, that base oil that I can use for, like I said, hair serums, moisturizers, all kinds of things. But then you can use your essential oils in different ways. You can use them as uh, scented bath oils. You can use them for steam facials. I even use them as a way to get a really great aroma that is both refreshing and very personal to my sentimentality when I make my own non-toxic home cleaners. So the basic essential oils that I keep in my bath cabinet are lavender, eucalyptus, cinnamon, and orange. But there are hundreds of varieties out there and you just find the one that you like. So there you have it. Five basic oils to keep in your kitchen, five basic oils to keep in your bath for beauty oils, and you can rejoice in a decluttered and resourceful and very healthy lifestyle. And see, to listening to this, this is fascinating <laughs> to me because, um, first of all, it sounds so simple. But is there, a, is there a rule that you have for people around oils? Because now you're talking about keeping oils, and I've heard about oils you know, going rancid. Is there, is there like a general rule that you have for us when it comes to that? Yeah, there is. So there are a few basic things that will cause an oil to go rancid. If you want to avoid heat, you want to avoid light, and you want to avoid oxygen. So that's why they usually stay stored in a cool, dark place. And, you know, oils can last a long time. I tend to not like to give somebody a time amount because it depends on the oil itself. But I keep all of my kitchen oils in a cabinet. I don't keep them on the counter, even though they can look so pretty. You're going to expose it to heat, light, and temperature, and then you're going to have it degrade faster. And then in my bath cabinets, they're under the sink. So they stay fresh. I don't have to worry about them going rancid if I use them in six months. Not that I'm necessarily going to give you a time frame. And and (laughs) could you, well, and this is, and this is interesting because I was wondering, like, so if I bought a, a good container of of a coconut oil, you use it in both of your places, I right? Do. So you could just take it and divide it in half and exactly. have a small amount in your bathroom, small amount in your kitchen, and it, use it up faster. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and also, if you there are more and more places around the country where you can buy in bulk, and it's cheaper to buy in bulk. Mm-hmm. So if you buy a larger container of coconut oil and you do exactly what you suggested, split it in half, put one jar in your bathroom, one jar in your kitchen, use through it faster, replenish it more quickly, then you're getting not just a, a more flavorful or a better scented oil, but you're also getting something that has better health properties because it's hold, held on to its structure. And so the last thing for this is, is there anything to... Um, in order to keep that light out and the heat and every and the and the tips you've given us, is it is the color of bottle going to make a difference? It does. I mean, the best quality oils are usually in dark bottles. They're usually in um, brown bottles or green bottles because if the company has gone that extra length to put it in a dark bottle, that's because they really care about preserving the product. I mean, I don't necessarily want to say if it comes in a glass bottle that it isn't a good quality product, but you just have to work a little bit harder to protect it. That's, that's that's fantastic. I'm going to put some coconut yes. oil in my bathroom. Sita's holistic bite. Thank you, Sita. 
for that weekly update. You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. And today we are talking about how to stay cool in the midst of this beautiful, balmy summer. Stay cool with or without ice, that and more when we come back. Stay tuned. Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit earlsorganic.com. Spicely Organics offers more than 200 different organic spices and dried herbs to choose from. Classics like oregano and cumin, exotics like aji amarillo, and blends like tikka masala. Spicely helps nourish your body while embracing sustainable, eco-friendly, and ethical practices always. Take wellness into your own hands and creativity into your own kitchen. Spicely Organics, teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com. And today we are talking about how to stay cool in the midst of this beautiful, balmy summer. Stay cool with or without ice. I remember scorching hot, long summers when I was little. Weeks of endless fun spent mostly by throwing water balloons at my friends every day. Actually, I think I was m- out. more wet than dry <laughs> for six weeks or eight, eight weeks in the summer because that was the thing to do in the heat of summer. And actually, I went, I went to the park yesterday, and there were kids literally just refilling up small buckets with water from, mm-hmm. the, from the fountain and pouring it over each other's head. Because we have, even in the Bay Area, San Francisco, where this show has produced 90-plus degrees in recent weeks. And Mark, where you are in Glen Ellen, even further up north a little bit, you, you peaked 100, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were above 100. And, and actually, you know, it's interesting because we know this stuff. There's things we just naturally will do to try to stay cool. And the whole water thing is, you know, elephants will, the first thing they'll do is splash their ears right? Oh, really? And if for us, you know, like for bike riders, sometimes they'll actually put put water through their helmet on their head because it not only cools them down, but as it as it um, dries, it actually t- whisks, oh, that's you know, right. takes heat away from you. That's right. Now, as adults, our freedom to throw water balloons at co-workers may be limited for some of us, but so we must create other remedies and tools to enjoy the summer's heat without melting away. Stay cool. With or without ice is our topic today, as we are discussing ways to beat the heat, including using our food, drinks, and behavior to make this summer the most enjoyable of all. Well, we could we could have some kind of AOC team water balloon 
no. retreat. No? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not in the studio. Not right now. <laughs> not with all the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, you were just touching on some things of your arsenal of how you stay cool. And I know that for you, much of your life revolves around produce. And we usually start, <laughs> we usually start with food here. So why don't we start with food? Why don't we talk about which foods have inherent cooling properties? Well, you know, so right now, watermelon. Right, it's one cucumbers. Light food is is really makes it. Actually, you know, most produce is perfect to eat in hot weather. Once again, produce is the the savior, um, <laughs> and the right thing to do. So and so, most produce is is the thing that you should be eating right now. It has a lot of water in it, a lot of vitamins in it. But specifically, I mean, this is this is your world, right? When you mm-hmm. it, your your work as a nutritional chef. But it's actually, Mark, you're, you're hitting something. We always talk about eating seasonally in this show, and it's it's actually interesting. Um, we had a show a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back, What Would Nature Do? If you look at your produce aisle at the retail store right now, nature is actually telling you what what is best to eat in the heat. As you said, melons, watermelons particularly, um, lots of water for hydration, lime, cucumbers, all that, all the berries, right, are, are now in season. Isn't that true? Yeah, they're all in season. They're all they're all at peak. They're all at great prices, and and Sita, you know, so why why watermelon? Why cucumbers? What do they actually do? Well, one thing about melon that's worth noting, particularly watermelon, where it gets its name, is that we're talking ninety percent plus of its makeup is water. I mean, watermelon is the most hydrating fruit out there, and the other melons are also incredibly high in water, so they're really hydrating. And then most fruits and vegetables are also very alkalizing. And when your body is overly acidic, you're creating a lot of heat in your body, particularly to digest the things that are acidic. This isn't a time to be eating a lot of really heavy meats, for example, because it's going to really tax your system to try and break it down. The more alkaline foods you eat and the smaller, more frequent meals you eat so that your digestion is quick, the the easier it's going to be for your body to cool itself down. Well, that's interesting because, you know, when it's hot, you don't feel like cooking <laughs> and you, you often might go out and grab a burger or something like that right at the it's fast true. food joint because it's easy and it's quick and probably air conditioned and yet eating that burger is probably the thing you shouldn't be doing because it's going to take it's going to be harder to digest and it's actually going to create more heat in your body well on the flip side there are a lot of really convenient water-rich foods that you can keep in your refrigerator so that you're not tempted to go out and get something that's fast food, that's oily, that's going to make you hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can keep a lot of cherry tomatoes around. You can keep little mini bell peppers and little mini cucumbers. There are, like you said, tons of fresh berries out right now. And I love actually freezing berries and then putting them in my water glass. And then it, whether I do sparkling water, whether I do a little bit of lemonade, whether it's just plain water, that acts as both an ice cube and a flavor carrier. And then I can eat them after they've thought a little bit and it becomes a refreshing treat. Well, and, you know, often uh, when we when I go to hotels around the country and it's hot around the country is I see I'll see you walk in the lobby now and you see these different waters and stuff in there. Yeah, cucumber, lemon, right? Well, yeah, Helga, you brought that up earlier. I have a really fun tip to share because I ran into this in the one of the hottest places I've ever been. I did a cross-country road trip when I moved from New York to San Francisco, drove through Las Vegas in very, very hot weather. And at the hotel we stayed at, they had this big, beautiful glass um, urn where you would get your water. And they had lemon, 
orange slices and cucumber. But what they did was when they put it in this glass or before they added the water, they put all the slices of oranges in first, and then they put a lot of ice. And then they put oh. another layer of the mm-hmm. cucumber, and then they put a lot of ice. And then they did the layer of lemon on top. And because there was so much ice, it almost acted like a floor or a shelf of some sort. So when you filled it up with water, this, the the three different fruits oh, and vegetables were, were like strata. An ice-based oil cookie. Phenomenal. Lemon. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's a great thing to present if you're having people over in hot weather. Yeah, or a wedding right now right in the summer months people have a party birthday or wedding that's so gorgeous well and also you know when you're outside if you're having an event and you have a lot of people outside you're probably going to be sweating we're talking 90s and 100 degree days all over the country right now something that's important to replace are the electrolytes that you lose through sweat and also the potassium that you lose through sweat and melons honeydew for example and coconut also are fantastically rich in electrolytes and and potassium. Well, and that's a really good thing to know because a lot of people will go grab things like those uh, those sports drinks, right? Because they're trying to replace uh, electrolytes. But a lot of those sports drinks are, have high fructose Super corn syrup right. loaded, yeah. and just you know, lots of things that really aren't really great for you. And yet, you could put some melon or some of these things that you're talking about in with some water or just eating them is going to replace those electrolytes that you need that you're losing through sweat. Yeah, I think two summers ago, we'll have to dig it up out of our, our website archives, but I did a recipe for a coconut honeydew agua fresca that has a combo of those things. It's a really easy, delicious summer drink to make to replenish those nutrients. And we want to really use. dive into the drinks in, in a minute, but to stay with food in terms of you know what to prepare, avoid the heavy, rich meats. Um, if you do eat animal protein, maybe some light fish or some, you know, chicken breast or something. Um, otherwise, there are some grains that have, uh, you know, a fair amount of, of protein in them. Well, well, quinoa is a complete protein. That's a great thing about quinoa. And it's also incredibly high in potassium and B vitamins. So that's a great protein alternative. Wonderful to eat cold. Wonderful to eat cold. I mean, cold quinoa salads are fantastic. Yeah. And in fact, I believe we have a recipe for a cold quinoa salad that has tomatoes and pesto and toasted pine nuts on our website that we did. Uh, Same for with the wild rice, which is actually not a grain. It's mm-hmm. a grass, but mm-hmm. high in protein and well, the nice, wonderfully yeah. nutty. Yeah, the nice thing about those grains are that they're alkaline, and we talked about the benefits of being alkaline. But beyond the grains, you have legumes, and legumes are alkalizing and also drying. You know how when you eat a bean and it kind of, it almost like takes the moisture out of your mouth when you eat it? It's drying up that heat that's in your body. So it is a really great way to cool down also, so you can get your protein from your legumes and do them in a legume salad. I mean, I'm a big fan of using beans and lentils in salad. I've got a great lentil salad that served over over baby arugula with a tarragon balsamic vinaigrette. That's a really different twist on people thinking, well, I'm just going to open a couple cans of beans and put it on my normal salad. You can dress it up. And and you know what? In this weather, the arugula could, would probably end up being wilted, wilted. just by sticking it on your plate. Yeah, <laughs> A little bit of garlic. Yum. <laughs> How about spices? There's always this argument of, Mark mentioned that, you know, you don't want to really want to cook. You don't feel like cooking. But there's lots of things you can easily prepare in the kitchen that don't involve cooking. Or you can, you know, cook something overnight when it's a little bit cooler for you. Let it cool down like grains. And then use them for two, three days for ongoing salads, right? Just has a, t- have a Tupperware with grains sitting there that you can mix in just to have that 
carbohydrate and protein source mixed into your, and it gives a little bit of texture to your salad if you don't just want to do greens every day. Yeah. You started talking about spice there, and Sita and I have talked about this a couple different times, and it, it almost seems like you wouldn't do that, but in Mexico, in India, mm-hmm. these countries where it gets really hot. Yeah, what about it? There's this theory that the, the hotter you eat, the more you sweat, the more you cool down, but I don't know. It's, it, it's I, I'm sure it's true, but I can't, I, I don't like <laughs> it. Sure. I can't eat. Well, you did, you did grow up in Germany. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, it is. It's more. It's more than a theory. The, the rule that I heard, or this, or the standard that I heard, is the hotter the climate, the hotter the food, the spicier the food, and the closer you get to the equator, the more that that is true. Indian food, um, Puerto Rican food. There are a lot of cuisines that use spice liberally, and what it does is it increases the circulation in your body, which helps you to push out heat, which helps you to cool down, which causes you to sweat, which causes you to cool down. I mean, it's it's a totally. But first, you proven. sweat a lot. It's kind of funny. I mean, you kind of heat yourself up to sweat more to then cool down more. Isn't it smarter just to drink more water and like, you know stay cool? The logical German. Kind of. <laughs> why don't Why don't we get into that when we come back? We can talk about those beverages, the other things you use to cool yes, down. Yes, you're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy, and I'm Citirani Palomar. And we are talking about stay cool with or without ice. Our summer show today. More on that and drinks and spices when we come back. Stay tuned. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards, Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. back to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sita Rani Palomar. And we are beating the heat today. Stay cool with or without ice is our topic on this show in this hour. 
as we are discussing the best ways to make this summer the most enjoyable of all and embrace the temperatures. We talked a little bit about a food. Just to finish that off, Sita, Mark, oils, good to stay, you know, smooth and, and hydrated in a way, but light on oils, fair amount of oils. What's your theory there? Well, I'm going to try not to cook with oils in the summertime because, you know, he, we, I talked a little bit about that in my holistic bite. But, you know, the oils are a really important part of our diet. Well, at least that's my my opinion, my belief on that. And I like to stick with oils in their most natural form instead of cooking with them and potentially altering their structure. So this would be the time to pull out your really grassy olive oil and use that as a salad dressing as opposed to maybe frying. But a little lighter <laughs> on this side? Like, you know, sometimes summer... You can get away the flavor of the produce is so exceptional and you throw some berries in and some grains and you have a little bit of really nice balsamic vinegar and that's it. You don't actually even need oil. It's good to add some fat for absorption, but do you apply it you know, vastly or a little bit lighter in summer? Well, what I would do is I would be more liberal with my lemon juice and my vinegar because those are alkalizing foods to put into your body and alkalizing is going to help keep you cool. And instead of being liberal with my oils in the form of oil, I would use more olives in their whole form, avocado in its whole form, nuts in its whole form. Put Very those nice. in your salad, put those on your grains. You'll get your fat and you won't worry about having an overly acidic meal to digest. And like it, it makes sense. We just had taco night the other night. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of, there's coleslaw the, there, yeah. right? There was lots of produce on the table. There was lots, there was lettuce, there was avocado and all those things. I mean, there, there was meat and beans, the legumes and, and the tortillas. But that was really, you know, a, yeah. a good portion of the meal was fresh vegetables for, for the And tacos. again, if you eat in season and if you eat as local as you can, that the, the 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 bandwidth of what's available right now wherever you live in the country is just astonishing right all the berries are ripe all the peas the you know all the fruit the stone fruit is in pretty much everywhere cherry season in some areas is kind of slowing down in other areas is picking up it's wonderful wherever you travel quite a bit through the country and it must be abundant wherever you go it's yeah wherever i'm going and it's <laughs> interesting is, because you know you were talking about things being in season and there's lots of things in season but certain foods even fresh foods, you know, some tend to be more cooling for your body and some tend to be more heating. And green, blue, purple fruits and vegetables tend to be more cooling, whereas red, orange, and yellow tend to be more heating. So a green pepper would actually be cooling for you more than a red pepper would. Oh, that's so interesting. I can feel it. When you say it, I can actually like feel the experience of eating the two and get the difference. Part of that might also be though, I mean, Me too, a red I bell it. pepper. <laughs> I just felt it. Yeah, I mean, a red bell pepper has more sugar in it too. So maybe that's part of it because sugar is acidic. Well, it's and and it's also dehydrating sugar. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they talk about sh different drinks and stuff, right? Which is the perfect segue. Drinks, yes. We want to get into the shakes, the smoothies, the, the easy drinks. Um, Sita, you opened the show with this, with this beautiful visual of a, a big water jug with layers of ice, lemon ice, orange slices, ice, cucumber slices. Mm -hmm. And the flavor, if somebody ever, the, the difference is significant. You can actually really taste kind of the lemon, orange, cucumber oh, in a glass. And if you have, like me, if you have a hard time drinking half your body weight in fluid ounces, which is roughly what they say. So if you are, you know, 200 pounds body weight, you're supposed to drink 100 fluid ounces. 
That is a lot of it's water like three every liters, day. That's right? right, a little more. It's three liters and a glass extra, and that every day. And you know, some people are really good at that. I'm really not. And so, if I'm half through the day and I'm still nursing on my one bottle, adding flavor changes everything. There's stevia that is flavored, which well, really yes, helps. Well, yes, you can get flavored stevia, but you don't the want to more get used you get to into that, yeah, exactly. Because you're in some ways, the more that you add to your regular water, the more your body has to metabolize. Yes. So I love the idea of using cuts of fresh fruit and vegetables in your water. Add fresh herbs. Mint is fantastic in that combination that you just said. Make a lemonade with basil. Do all kinds of things with what's available to you. Use your tea, right? Brew it and let it cool off. Not just your classic iced tea, black tea, but you can use any tea. Mint tea. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and actually I also read that chrysanthemum tea in particular is great at lowering your body temperature and helping you stay cool. Well, and when you're looking at, Helga, you were mentioning tea. Actually, caffeine is dehydrated. And so is alcohol. And a lot of times we'll go, man, I just want to have a cold beer, right? Or I just want to have, I'm gonna have a, a margarita, margarita yeah. or something, right? <laughs> and actually, even though it feels cool, it's actually dehydrating. Isn't it true when you, whatever amount of coffee or dehydrating foods or, or uh, dehydrating drinks you actually have, that is not counted in any way. So you need to make up for that plus then half your body weight in, in fluid ounces. Yeah, so, those drinks. You know, if you have... Those liquids don't count towards your water minimum. You know, I, I, I've never been able to understand no, or explain it. You need it, to but make, make them up. That's what I'm saying. Well, like if you have a 16 ounce coffee, you need to drink 16 ounce of, ounces of water roughly to make up for it. what it takes it out and well, then still get to half of your body weight in fluid ounces, ideally for optimal hydration. And I'm, I'm um, on a you know, special diet right now. It's called the fast metabolism diet, but it requ- we get we can do that, cover that in a different show. But it requires me to to drink half my body weight in fluid ounces, and I have been for really now three weeks a- every day. And it's hard some days, but still the change in my body, the fluidity, the flexibility when I um, work out, it's it's day and night. It's re- the the difference between one liter and two or three liters a day every day to hydrate your body well is extreme. It's really really important, especially if you kind of sweat throughout the day, to keep drinking your water. I think we lose more water throughout the day than we realize. And so that's where these guidelines come in about how much you, you should drink. And as far as, you know, drinking an equivalent amount of water for whatever caffeinated drink, you know, you drink. I'm not sure what the, the specific formula is on that. But what I do know is that caffeine is a diuretic. So it does pull water out of your body. Yes. So, uh, Mark, I know you we went camping last year. I have to give it away. And you <laughs> We've been hiding wore <laughs> <laughs> No one would know. It's out now. A bro vacation. <laughs> no, but um, yes, we did in Canada and it was pretty hot and you wore flip-flops and you were a bandana that you dug into the put into the water and put on your head and you mentioned in the beginning cooling your head. Feet and head, the biggest losers of heat in a way, right? The biggest conductors for us. So definitely no socks if you can. It makes a huge difference. But that bandana actually saved saved that hot summer camping vacation because constantly your your our, our head would be would have been exposed otherwise to pretty extreme temperatures up in Canada last year. But um, we we covered food, we covered drinks. We will put things on our Facebook page. I know Sita, you have amazing recipes for some smoothies where you just throw in six ingredients: some some watermelon, some lime and berries, and voila. 
And like, same thing with sorbet too. I mean, I've done, but there's my voila. <laughs> I, I like to talk about just easy things you can do with produce. If you've got frozen fruit in the freezer, you can make a sorbet. It doesn't take very much time or effort. So we'll make sure that we have those on our Facebook yes, page Yes, facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation. Check it out. Become a friend. Mark. Well, what? you know, interesting you were bringing up that because I often when I'm working in the yard, I'll wear a, a bandana around my neck that's been dipped in cool water, right? Because you have major arteries going up, up your neck. And another thing to do is actually put it around your wrist because all of your circulation is going through those veins on your wrist, right? Yes. And it'll cool yeah. your body down really quickly. Yeah, what, will, are, what are another couple of really fun non-food, non-drink, if you're on the road, if you're on a bike, if you... Well, you know, really avoid the heat. Before we go away from that wrist comment, I just wanted to elaborate on it. And I did talk about this recently in my holistic bite about having a, a stone, a flat stone that you carry in mm -hmm. your bag mm -hmm. with you so mm -hmm. that if you get really hot, you can run this stone under cold water and then put it on your body. Well, you can put it on your wrists too. Or if you're out running errands and you find yourself overheating, run your wrists under cold water and that will help to cool your whole oh, body What a down. great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The loose clothing, of course. I love the shower thing. Um, well, sometimes well, we feel like... Don't, don't just go past that loose clothing because okay, that's... That, no, I just... <laughs> because it's easy just to just throw something out there, but that really is an important thing. Loose, billowy clothing because... It allows as your body sweat. It also allows it to evaporate from you when your clothes aren't sticking next to you, especially if you don't go out and buy all yeah. the, the the new high tech gear that wicks it away. If you've got a cotton t shirt, if you if it was if it was more billowy than in, and looser, that's actually um, going to keep yeah. Check you out cooler. Facebook again. Facebook.com forward slash and again conversation. There's a photo of Mark in billowy. Clothing. Well, I had that, yeah, that billowy sundress that I was wearing. But we do wear photos. You do wear a hat. I right? wear. I do wear. I wear a large brim. If you don't straw have a, hat a wet banana, time. bandana, yeah. you wear a straw hat. Well, the wet ba the banana really didn't serve me, so I just <laughs> ended up eating it. Yeah. Yes. But, and there was the potassium I needed. That, there was uh, the potassium yeah. you needed. Yes. Well, and also on the clothing, we want to make sure that it's natural fiber because natural fiber breathes better. That's why when you look at hot places, they are oftentimes. I mean, isn't that where we got linen from? We were seeing that in the yeah. hotter climates, they That's were right. wearing loose linen pants to help cool us down. And it's the same thing with your pillowcases. I mean, don't take that for granted. People hate sleeping in really hot conditions. Make sure that your pillow and your pillowcase are both natural fiber. And, and one last tip about, about sleeping is you can take rice and stick it in a sock and put it in your freezer. And then what it does is that rice will hold on to that because it's so starchy. It holds on to that coolness and you stick it in your bed sheets and it actually helps to cool down your bed before you get into your bed. I like that. Really? Mm -hmm. That's really? smart. That is smart. Well, you, really? you figure that <laughs> no, out I yourself. No, I believe it. You, I believe you are a listener. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Bouquet. <laughs> and I'm Sita Roy Palomar. <laughs> really? And this is a show on rice in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> in a sock that's closed. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> stay cool with or without ice. <laughs> our topic today. And um, it is everything is in season. Rice in a sock and berries. Um, my voice sounds a little raspberry today, yeah, um, raspberry. but for good reasons. <laughs> Coming up is What's in Season with Mark Mulcahy when we come back right after the break. Stay tuned. 
Spicely Organics' emphasis has long been on the natural health benefits of organic spices, and now Spicely is excited to share more health benefits with the introduction of their hand-blended organic teas. Choose from black, green, white, mate, oolong, pu'er, and herbals blended with their signature spices like vanilla rooibos, sweet turmeric, and honey lavender. Spicely Organics, teas, spices, and dried herbs at your natural food store and online at spicely.com. Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. But long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. If you should ever leave me, well, life would still go on, believe me. Show nothing to me So what good would living do me and we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Stay cool with or without ice. Our topic today to beat the heat this summer and make it the most enjoyable of all ever. Whether that's frozen rice in a sock in your bed <laughs> or what yummy, yummy summer produce. Um, we are asking, of course, as in every hour, our very own Mark Mulcahy, what's in season? Ah, what's in season? Everything is. <laughs> well, everything is, but you know what? Uh, Earl and I actually have to take a moment here because one of our mm. most favorite fruits on the whole planet for both of us is mm. in season right now. They've yeah. been at the store, they've been around, but <laughs> now is when you actually want to eat them for the next several weeks starting right now because now is when they're their most awesome. Another one of the 42 that you guys have on the list <laughs> well, of most favorite yeah, before yeah. you get into the you know somewhat favorite. <laughs> well, but Earl and I both have a special uh -huh. place in our hearts for peaches. And right now yeah. is peach season. And so as for our listeners, as you know, I always go to my pal there at the market, Earl Herrick, the voice of the market from Earl's Organic Produce in San Francisco. Earl, let's mm. talk <laughs> hey, Earl. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Earl. Uh, I wish I had morning. video of how happy you guys are. Wow. Well, you beaming. Know, this, this is the time of year I, I bring uh, cases of, of peaches home, and I, I plant them all around the house, try to keep them separate so they don't uh, you know, ripen too close to each other and start getting funny. Uh, it's a, 
it is one of the most fantastic times. It, part of it is that it lasts so long, but then there's a, a wonderful peak period of one or two months. And we're in the middle of July here. We're in the middle of it, and at least in California. And we'll, we'll, we'll have this great flush through end of June into, into August, and then it goes up to Washington. And, of course, on the East Coast, there's that famous Georgia peach. And, of course, the Carolinas are, are proud of what they have, too. So the peak is right now, and the, the varieties that you're going to find are characterized by certain names. And they're, they're, they're the lady varieties, whether it's a Z lady, an elegant lady, or a summer lady. And I really recommend when you go into the stores, ask those, ask those produce guys, you know, what variety do you have today? Because we want to keep that alive. You want to know. You want to be able to identify it. So the next year you go, hey, when is that elegant, that elegant lady here yet? Or whatever peach you found to really touch your soul. Well, the so, last time I asked for the elegant lady, they said she had already moved on to the frozen foods department. <laughs> well, you know, that's done. I won't. <laughs> but it is, it is something I really cherish uh, with both of you guys that you keep driving the point home that there are hundreds of varieties of each or maybe thousands. And it has already come down to only, you know, a few dozen, if you're lucky, depending on what produce item it is, that are still commercially available. And if you asked your or if you go to the you know, any normal um, natural food store or grocery store, you can find one or two varieties. So we are kind of narrowing down the gene pool. We are narrowing down the flavor pool. And, and you always emphasize find the one variety because it's not liking peaches or not liking peaches is actually not the question. Which one do you like the best out of how many varieties are there, Mark? 800? <laughs> there, well, there is new varieties every single year. Actually, Earl and I have been doing this a long time, probably 60 mm. years of produce experience between us or something like that. Yep. And there are varieties that every year there's a new variety that comes out, and I'll say, I never heard of that variety before, and yet we yeah. still have our favorites, of course. Yeah, and, you know, one of the, one of the things that for me to, uh, to remember is, well, I'm, I'm reminded when I eat them, is the varieties right now have, have very particular characteristics that I appreciate, and they are that they're creamy texture. And for me, it's mm. not so much the sweetness, it's the flavor that comes with it. Because depending upon the kind of spring or the kind of the, 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 high, the, the amount of temperature at the heat that they got a couple weeks before harvesting, they could have intense sweetness or kind of a mild sweetness. But what you can re always count on is that flavor and that texture. And right now, the creamy texture, that peach flavor, it's, it's the best right now. Well, I love fruit so much. I could eat fruit literally that that could be all I would eat and I would be totally happy. And I like peaches. Yeah. And I say I like peaches because <laughs> because up until I met the two of you and and I can even I can even tell you the day because I remember I was with you Earl and we were at an event where you had your peaches on display. Oh yeah. Which is not a euphemism. And what I what I discovered in that moment was that I did not in all of my prior years know how to choose a peach, which is why yeah. I hadn't yet fallen in love with peaches. And yeah. when you choose the right peach, oh my gosh, then I understand yeah. what you guys are talking about. So how do you do that? Well, it could vary a lot with the time of year. Um, for me, and, I'm, and for Mark, I'm sure that one of the big things is the weight of the, of the piece of fruit in your hand. And I know we say this with, 
with so Everything. many different items. <laughs> yeah. It really is. But, but you need to you need to kind of orient yourself to a peach because it's going to weight is going to be different than a grapefruit. So you get to, you get used to that, and then that there's a ripeness that will get there. But you want to look for a deepening of color, whether it's a red or or an or a yellow that turns to orange. As that color deepens, it ripens. Again, that's kind of a a subjective thing and you don't know until you compare so a lot of eating fruit or like and vegetables is a trial and error uh, I remember when I moved to a property I had one peach tree in the backyard and I and it was a very uh, I lived in a cool part of town and so I thought oh you know it's not gonna ripen for a long time so I picked one at one point it was in uh, mid July and I thought it was ripe and I tried it and it wasn't and as I watched paid a lot of attention to the tree it changed these beautiful colors from this kind of pale yellow to this deep orange then I tried it and that's when the sugar was there so I think color and also look at the stem end the less green that is there uh, the better chance of having a, a, a very high piece, high sugar piece of fruit. And Earl, you were starting this off with, you know, that <laughs> something that I think it's just uh, only produce nerds tend to do this. But <laughs> if you come to our house, you won't see peaches stacked in a bowl. You know, that artistic yeah. thing, you go in and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful, 50, 40, 30 You, you don't pieces. see that at Earl's, yeah. at Earl, at my house and at Earl's house. If you walk in, there are single peaches, peach. single peaches <laughs> laid out in different areas on the counter or on the table because you do not yeah. want them and next to you. And you turn them to the sunlight every 20 minutes. I know, yeah. It doesn't work for all of us, but hey. You know, the other thing to realize is, is put them on a, on a natural fiber piece of cloth, like a dish cloth, because that, that will create a little buffer air. Yeah. air will, will In a four-degree angle. You guys. I did want to say something about this year, California's crop. It's a little different from some of the others, because we've had kind of a mild spring, and, and the bloom got interrupted with, a, with a, a chilly week or two. And what that created was what we call a flash bloom, where the bloom got stalled, and all of a sudden warm weather came, and a bunch of varieties bloomed together. So what that happened as they ripened, they didn't have, some varieties didn't have a, enough growing season to get the size that we normally like, which results in this year there's more small fruit around, which luckily translates in generally a lower cost. So I think you're going to get some real value this year if you're willing to get a little smaller peach. Well, uh, if we could have a low, if we could have lower prices and really good peaches, I don't mind small peaches one bit. Is, is it a good overall harvest, though? You you think yeah. throughout the country this is a good year? It really has been because it's um, because we have with cherries. You know, it came up. It was really yeah. good, but not phenomenal. And then they had a dip over a few weeks, and so mm -hmm. peaches is a more consistent stream, and it is a decent yeah. year to find really good fruit. Yes, well, a couple things. It's a little. It's not quite as fragile as a cherry and an apricot, so it can endure a sure. bit of a bit of weather. Um, and what we're what we're seeing is more varieties that are in, uh, interplaced throughout. So what a farmer does, he has rows of peaches, and he and he arranges them, and he plants them. Not so much that they're together, but that they come off uh, every ten days. Yeah. So more and more get more and more varieties get developed to fill in all those sure. potential uh, spaces. So yeah, this year is a good year. Uh, we're seeing them, uh, uh, the weather, uh, there have been some spikes in heat and everything, but I don't think it's created too much trouble. I think we've got a good steady supply, I think all the way through uh, 
through September. Yeah, great. Uh, well, this is an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. We're speaking with Earl Herrick, the voice of the San Francisco produce market. And I hope most people know now how to pick and how to store and how to turn and how to put it on the counter and how to eat a perfect <laughs> peach. But Earl, we have a new program here in the Bay Area um, that we launched with you. It's your pick of the month. It's Earl's pick of the month. Um, if you yes. are in the San Francisco Bay Area, there are stores now that have in the produce aisle um, a, a card that shows, you know, what is in season, blueberries, cherries, and what is really at the at the peak of its life and flavor. So that is maybe a really great tool to, to find the, the perfect piece of fruit or produce in your grocery store if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area. If you listen to it outside, I know you guys always say, try it, try the peach. And even yes. from week to week, if it's the same display, it might be a different farm, it might be harvested differently. Mark, you always say, go to the produce guy. And I actually asked somebody um, a couple of weeks back to slice open a, a watermelon and I bought them that watermelon. But he said, you know, that was, I mean, it was totally normal for him to cut this beautiful watermelon to let me taste it, to know if it was a good crop and a good value and good flavor for my money. And that's what everybody should do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of story you want to shop. Right there. Yes, okay, that's great. the one. Thank you so much, Earl. Yeah, thanks, always. Earl. Really appreciate it. And <laughs> right. as always, you know, go eat a peach, peach right now. Peach season. I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk eat with you peach. next week. Thanks, thanks Earl. Earl. Thanks so great much. Well, and actually, um, listeners season. who are as far north as Eureka and as far south as Monterey can also find Earl's Pick of the Month at their local natural grocery. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. check it out. That's right. And for recipes and all that, again, facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation. And Sita, you always say that if, if something is perfect and in season and ripe, go to uh, go buy a little bit more and and freeze it. Cut it, freeze it. Use it for smoothies in September when peaches are no longer in season or yeah. October, and you will remember that moment in summer that we had. You sure will. Beautiful. And that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. <laughs> Thanks for listening. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. If you miss parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation. We're your hosts, Helga Helberg, Mark Mulcahy, and Sita Rani Palomar. And we'll be back right here, same place, same time next week. See you then. Bye. Emotion